Welcome to the Conversations with Jesus podcast. I'm Johnny Lehman, a baptized man of God who has the amazing blessings of being a husband, father, and the pastor at Divine Savior Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. This podcast is designed to bring you the self-sacrificing love of Jesus found in the Bible through 15 to 20 minute episodes that focus on relevant life issues and what God has to say about them. Check out our website, DivineSaviorChurch.com, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages if you'd like to find out more about the incredible things that God is doing through our church family. What is your initial reaction to when you're offended by something? There's a lot of different ways we can react. We can clam up. We can lash out. What does the Bible say about when we feel offended? In this podcast, we're finishing up our series called Help, I Feel So, dot, dot, dot. We've explored different emotions that we experience and what God's word has to say about them. As we think about that feeling of being offended, how as Christians can we respond in a way that actually brings people closer to Jesus? And to discover this incredible truth, we find our answers in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. It says this, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Says God's word. You're different. Have you ever had someone say that to you? You're different. When I hear those two words, it makes me think of the children's book by Max Lucado called You Are Special. Spoiler alert, but the story revolves around a little wooden man named Punchineo. He's looked down upon by the other wooden people called Wemix because when they saw him, they only saw ugliness and talentlessness. He's an outsider. He's different. In their Wemmick society, you would give stars to Wemmicks for their beauty or their talent, or you would give dots to the Wemmicks who weren't beautiful or talented in your eyes. Punchineo had nothing but dots. Then he meets a Wemmick named Lucia, who didn't have any stars or dots. She was different, and no one could stick a star or dot on her. They just fell off. They fell off because she knew made her different. Our creator, the woodcarver, and his opinion were all that mattered. So we're not wooden people, right? We're not wooden people called Wemmicks, but our society is scarily similar. We don't literally stick stars on people, but we like their posts, follow them, try to be like them, be one of them. When we encounter people we don't like, maybe we don't stick dots on them, but we argue. We cut down, we dismiss. Because we're Christians, we're naturally on the outside looking into the world. We're different. 
we're talking about the emotion of feeling offended when we feel slighted, like an outsider looking in. And there seem to be only two ways to respond. Try to blend in and disregard differences, or to argue to prove your way is the right one. But what if there's a third option? What if there's another reaction only Christians can do when we feel offended? When you hear or see something that offends you, what's your gut reaction? Do you clam up, not wanting to stir the pot of friction? Do you fight back, arguing your point relentlessly? Our society seems obsessed with the idea of creating a world where no one is offended by what others say. Safe spaces are created so that people can be free of bias, criticism, conflict, or ideas they don't personally like. We long for such safety because we've seen the vicious Facebook posts. We've watched the toxic debates on TV. We've heard painful words of disagreement in our homes. We as a Western culture desire to create our own identity and want nothing but affirmation, not criticism. But here's the thing. Trying to dismiss differences like they don't matter or trying to verbally coax someone into believing what we do that isn't what makes a Christian different. But we sure get sucked into it. Sometimes, right? And can anyone blame us? Christians always seem to be fair game for criticism. No one seems to care about offending us. Does anyone care if I'm offended as a Christian? If you found yourself asking those questions you take in life, wondering why Christianity is attacked unlike any other belief, the Apostle Peter's words for us today are going to come across as different. When Peter wrote this book of the Bible, the Christians he was speaking to, they felt offended in every way. The Roman Empire found Christianity to be outside of their worldview. They wanted it gone. He wrote it when a guy named Nero ruled Rome. And if you were a Christian at, a Christian at that time, just the sound of his name froze you in your tracks. Maybe you've heard the stories. Burning Christians as human torches, throwing them to lions, forcing them out of their homes. That's how offensive being a Christian was. Being a Christian meant going against the cultural norm. It meant enduring suffering. It meant being laughed at. It meant being dismissed. It meant being different. Does any of that sound familiar? When talking about feeling offended, our world hasn't changed much since Peter lived. And if you don't believe me, just type, I'm a Christian on Twitter, and you're sure to find hurtful words, memes, and comments. So, just like then, Christians risk causing offense, and Christians will feel offended. But how we respond is different, which of course begs the question, how so? Well, without Jesus, by nature, we react to feeling offended by either staying silent to blend in, or lashing out to defend ourselves. But that's not the primary sin we often fall into when it comes to the feeling of being offended. The root sin is fear. There's a reason why Peter says, do not fear what they fear. Who are the they here? It's not just people who hurt Christians. It's who Christians used to be. Before the Holy Spirit brought us to faith, we feared what the world fears most because we were in the world crowd. You know what the deepest fear of our sin-stained hearts is? Suffering. 
We fear the suffering of people rejecting us or dismissing us. We fear the suffering of disrespect. We fear the suffering of being different, being an outsider, being an outcast. So without Jesus, people run by nature to be in, not out. To be proven right, even if it means deeply wounding someone with words, we go to extreme lengths to avoid the smallest hint of suffering. But the more we run from suffering through withdrawal or arguments, the further from Jesus we get. If there was anyone who experienced that, it was Peter. A couple of weeks ago when we were having a conversation about shame, we talked about Peter's night in the courtyard on Holy Thursday. How he acted offended when three times he was asked about Jesus. Three times he withdrew, trying to blend in, trying to avoid suffering, but you know how the rest of the story went. The rooster crows, he breaks down, and his worst fear is uncovered. Despair. That's suffering. And that's the goal Satan, sin, and death have for you and me. He loves when we distance ourselves from Jesus, when we're confronted with the opportunity to speak our faith, especially when we feel offended. He eats it up when we respond to the vitriol of Christianity critics who come in so many forms, whether they're parents or children or friends or coworkers or faceless social media profiles, we respond with the same heat, dismission, rejection. We need a third option. We need to be prepared. Because remember what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 19? If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Think back to Punchinello with me. He was different and it was clear to see. And he felt angry, afraid, like an outcast. He wanted to avoid suffering at all costs. He tried to please the world and it failed. He tried to fight back and lost. That's how many Christians at Peter's time felt. It's how many Christians in this sanctuary, in your car, in your homes, Feel more often than we admit you're different. And that's the greatest label you will ever have. You're different because we have a different kind of God. Our God is unique. He is unlike any other. He is the only true God, has always been in a class of himself. And you know what separates him more than anything else? Suffering. He's a God who suffered. Look at Peter's words. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous in place of the unrighteous to bring you to God. Jesus shows just how different he is by entering our suffering. In sin, we'd become insiders of the world, running away from the outstretched arms of our Heavenly Father into darkness. This is how we know this is how we know how different our Jesus is. He ran after us into that darkness. He plunged, plunged all into enduring a level of injustice, offense, and hurt that is incomparable. He was the walking embodiment of truth, of morality, of hope, as he was nailed to a cross. And do you know why? Because he's different. By nature, we expect a God who will judge us based off our behavior, a God who will compare us to one another, a God we can please all by ourselves. Our God knew all of that, and instead of leaving us to fail, he did something different. He suffered in our place. 
as he hung on the cross, the most offensive symbol in history, he stood in God's courtroom for us. As the long list of all the ways we've offended our holy God slammed on the desk, Jesus stood up and said, I paid that punishment and proceeded to rip up that list of your sins and mine beyond recognition forever. Do you know why he suffered? Why he died? Why he rose? Because he's different. No matter how often you and I offend him, he will never be offended of you. Not because of our personal stars of ability or beauty. That's not why. But because his love is that different. It's selfless. Completely committed. Completely self-sacrificing. Completely full of hope. It's a different kind of love that gives you certain hope. Hope that everything in your life has eternal meaning. Hope that is sure that one day you will rise like Jesus. Hope that for all the offense we receive, there will be justice in the end. Certain hope that your destiny is of a heavenly variety through faith in the hope-bringing Savior. Hope is in our blood as Christians. It's our essence as believers. Our future hope is embedded in all of our life's experiences. That is what makes us different from everyone else. Because we can answer the question, how do you know everything will work out in the end? We can answer, because Jesus is the end. God's people have been a misunderstood minority since the beginning. Because we live under a different king. Because we do, because we're in his presence, his family, we're different. By faith, the Spirit gives us the third option for when we feel offended. Listen to how Peter describes it. But in your hearts, separate Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I don't know about you, but often the first and last parts of this verse get cut off on Hobby Lobby wall decor and Instagram Bible passage quotes. But this shows option three so clearly. Option three is there for us because we have set Christ as number one in our hearts through faith. Through faith, we are always prepared to give an answer to the hope we have. We don't need to have a memorized dissertation when it comes to speaking and living our hope because our hope is simple. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. We have hope because we're loved by Jesus. Because we have certainty in God's word. So when unbelievers offend us, we expect it. So often, feeling offended comes because deep down, again, the sinful self wants to avoid suffering. Doesn't want to think about it. But by faith, as a forgiven child of God, set apart for his glory, you expect to be offended. So don't fear what unbelievers fear. Instead, respond with gentleness and respect. Gentleness being the quality of not being overly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance. Respect, showing honor when the situation doesn't call for it. You know why you take this different approach when you feel offended? Look again at Peter's words. So that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. 
We willingly endure the suffering God purposefully wills for us. So the unbeliever who caused illogical offense against a person following Christ who is striving to love unconditionally, we endure suffering so through our defense, they too might repent and become insiders of God's family too. We make our defense by listening first and asking, why is it that you feel that way about God? We speak to them and serve them through action, all the while remembering that scene in the courtroom. We know they too stand in that courtroom, a mile-long list of sins sprawled out on the desk, and as Christians, we're different. We want them to experience the joy of sins ripped and erased forever. We put everything on the line, following Jesus, enduring offense, so that God and his saving will could use even someone like you and me to bring more into the presence of God through word and sacrament. Yes, Jesus can use even the testimony of our suffering to bring others to faith. In our most painful moments, we get to show what the hope of Jesus is all about, and there is nothing that can bring more joy to our hearts than for an unbeliever to ask, how can you be so hopeful in circumstances like that? You'll be prepared to give an answer. You're different. And like Peter says, you're blessed. The world won't see it. Sometimes you and I forget it. But you know as well as I do, the one who never forgets you, who never ostracizes you, never dismisses you. You know that suffering isn't to be avoided, but when it comes, we remember the miracles God can do through our suffering. Miracle of faith. We know this to be true because of the gift of hope Jesus' suffering and rising gave to us. So at the end of the story, you are special. Punchinello meets the woodcarver. And his name is Eli, which in Hebrew means my God. And Eli says something to this Wemmick who never liked being different. He says, come see me every day. And let me remind you how much I care. Remember you are special because I made you. And I don't make mistakes. As a Christian, you're different. You're special. And you're ready to give an answer to the reason for the hope that you have. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. May God bless you as you continue to grow closer to him and joyfully live your life of faith. God bless.